Please listen carefully. Can we? I mean, I don't know if there's fucking anything in there to use at all. Who the fuck cares? Let's just do it. What's up, sisters? Welcome back to another episode of Everyone and Their Sister. I'm Christina. I'm Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. And today's episode, we are talking all about the boats that never made it out to sea, the ships <laughs> that never sailed, the couples that never quite were on TV, movies, and books, that just two people that we loved and were like, ooh, the chemistry, she's popping, we love it. And then for whatever reason, either because showrunners and cable networks are cowards or because somebody left or died, uh, it just never quite happened. And we were left only with our thoughts and with the fan edits uh, of them. And that's the episode of today's theme. Oh my God. That's the theme of today's episode. I'm falling apart. Who isn't? I didn't even catch that error, so... Who's who's gonna who's gonna correct us? Is somebody gonna fucking tweet us and be like, "Ah, you made an error in your speech today." Someone will send it. Uh, Ardo will send us another anchor voice message. Like she noticed. Uh, I noticed you're stumbling over your speech a little bit today. Uh, what's going on? What's up? Maybe I was uh, you drunk. know what? You know what though? I love the constructive feedback. Okay, because yes. at least that means someone's listening. Uh, and I believe hateful comments before I believe good ones. Um, so I will say as we get into today's episode, so like I make no, uh, I don't hide that I'm a nerd. I don't hide that I grew up in the age of fan fiction. I was a Tumblr girl. I was all up in it. And so I really thought when I put down this theme, I would have no problems finding a couple because that is what like, that's the core of fan fiction. Like that is where it comes from. I'm sure that's why I started reading it. And then I realized like, oh my God, I've gotten so old And I've been so removed from so much of that that I was struggling to come up with something for this because everything I could think of, like now that there are actually a couple of like shows with queer couples on them, a lot of them were canon Um, or it just it's been a really long time since I've like dived deep into something where I was like, oh, I can't believe they weren't together. So I your girl struggled today, struggled to come up with a theme uh, pick for this theme. I had, well, like, I was struggling to think of things from books, obviously, because, like, they're books. Like, it's been a while. You forget them immediately. Yeah, you forget them, like, as soon as you read, like, two more, that it's been replaced. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. A book for- is simply a vibe. It's, yeah, like, especially when it's something you're annoyed about that, like, didn't happen. I'm like, all right, I have something new to be annoyed about. Whatever. I feel like with TV shows and movies, for some reason, I it's ingrained like it's burned in there because like the characters are in your mind they kind of just sit there and also i will say i feel like more people talk about those characters than book ones so like it's almost like you repeatedly see it so like i had to do like a quick google search to see and then like everything started rushing back to me and it's because like, oh. people can make a gif of being like this exactly. is where the sexual tension it's the t- was. Yes. Those Tumblr fan edits. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, yeah. oh. I, the, I actually can't wait to get to my pick, though, because this is all going to fit into it so well. I mean, <laughs> I I have a few. Like, I didn't pick one. I, we're just going to name a bunch and go through them. We'll start. That's... Let's let's get started then. Uh, you know, as we start going into it, Stephanie, what are some of the couples that you're sad never, never got to be? Uh, first thing that came to mind, shout out to Shanice and Marina, who trucked it out through probably, I want to say, at least five seasons of The (laughs) Hundred, and I only made it to maybe season two, season three, and there's one part in the show 
uh, Bellamy and Clark, enemies, right? Enemies. You're like, the sexual tension of is course. there. He saves her from a pit, but they had yelled at each other previously. And you're like, these two are going to get together for sure. And it never happens, ever. Shocking. Shocking. And those two those two actors ended up dating in real life and got married. Like, really wild wow. shit happening with those two. So that was one. Um, we had Sand Intense. So this is another aspect. So sometimes actors get um, ca- casted. Is that the word? Cast. Cast in other shows and they have to leave. For example, Sand Intense, Theo James character gets... He's now working... We probably talked about this last week. I don't know if we made the cut. He's now going to be in Time Traveler's Wife, the, the biggest waste of a TV show I've ever heard in my entire life. Does anyone <laughs> want Time Traveler's Wife? No. Sanditon is just like Bridgerton 2.0. Um, and so he left, and now we're never going to see them get together and bang it out. So sad about that. Then we have Vampire Diaries. The I mm, well, Mine was Bonnie and Damien never got oh. together. They were like they were vibing a bit. They were always together. The most, I thought you were going to choose the most obvious. Pair. Which one is that? Isn't it like, isn't it Stefan and Elena that don't get together? Elena, Elena, Elena. Right, whatever. Uh, who cares? They don't. They're not good together. Stefan and Elena are not good. They start the show together, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. But you know how like shows or I, books oh, are always oh, no, like, no, no. oh, the wanna... original couple end up together, but they yeah. But I want to draw a line in the sand right now. A ship that never sailed is a couple that never was in a relationship. At That's all. true. That's true. I agree with yeah. that. Because... An official relationship, we'll yeah. say. And also, even as Steph was talking, I'm like trying to remember who the fuck these people were from the first season. And are you Bonnie, the witch? The witch. So you're saying you're sad that they never got together after he... And I'm not judging you for this. I just want to put this out there. That, like, <laughs> this is the baseline of what no, but they... talking about. After her grandmother is dead because mm-hmm. they went to save him. Like, it's it's very much his fault that her grandmother is dead, right? I couldn't... I have no idea. All I know is that <laughs> Tumblr told me that they got closer and closer together. They formed a friendship. They formed a bond. Like, maybe people are like, it's a good platonic relationship. I'm like, is it, though? Because he ends up with Elena, and she's trash. Actually, I don't even know if he ends up with Elena. I don't know what happens, but I don't need that. Does anyone need that? Elena is the fucking worst. Um, What else was there? Oh, bring it on. Now, was that your pick, or am I stealing it from you? No similar vibes but looking no, but back it, now it, as an adult it? yeah mm-hmm, like yeah. as an adult i'm like watching this i'm like oh what's her face was a lesbian who what's her eliza, eliza and um kirsten's done character i'm like oh instead of the brother it should have been her <laughs> yeah the way that eliza dushku just has like immense chemistry with blonde a hundred percent yeah i'm not gonna lie even in, like the at fan expo when she was there that year even seeing her in person i was like yeah <laughs> she's still got the she's just standing there surrounded by two ginormous bodyguards and i'm like yep <laughs> still yes. getting the vibe again sometimes queerness is just a moment it's the same way um karen jillian just like Karen Jillian is everyone's lesbian awakening for some reason. <laughs> but like even Bring It On was pretty gay. Like they had a, bi- oh, yeah, for 100%. the time, like they had a bisexual character. You had a gay character. I'm like, why didn't you just make her one? I, oh, she's the cowards. character. Cowards. cowards. That's the, that's the. Oh theme. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be Torrance, the for today. Torrance was the lead. Torrance, that's right. That was her game. Uh, what else? See you more? 
I think that's it. Those are the ones. That are, oh, and then, so then another aspect, we also talked about Gamera Girls, was that Rory probably would have ended up with Chad Michael Murray's character um, at Chilton instead of Jess and Dean. But he got cast on One Tree Hill, so he had to leave. And we never saw them get together. But then Christina was saying that Logan essentially was Chad Michael Murray. Yeah. Yeah. That was, like, the goal of that character. They were, like, I think I remember reading this at some point. They wanted to bring Chad Michael Murray back. They were, because they wanted to, like, close out that relationship since it never really happened, aside from, like, a kiss. But he was probably still in One Tree Hill at that point. So they created Logan. And that's why Logan is, like, the same. But then, obviously, as time goes on, the character evolves and gets much better. Thank you very much. (laughs) Then there's also Paris and Rory together. Yes. And that's that's a big one. Paris and Rory, I think. That's a big, like, upsetting ship to have never sailed because it just felt obvious. So, or just like yeah. have an angry makeout and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like they were in college. You know, if it were all, if it was on the CW today, we might have gotten it. HBO <laughs> today, for sure. We would have for sure gotten <laughs> yeah. it if it was on CW yeah. today. Um, so that's like Steph's laundry list of CW yeah. couples. Well, right? shit, that was all CW. Was that all CW? Ooh. Oh, my God. It's ex- well, except for Sanditon. Yeah, and Sanditon. Um, guys, article, CW was never profitable, <laughs> if you didn't know. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Also, something very interesting that I was reading about, and I highly recommend you look it up. Before CW was CW, so like before it was purchased by Warner Brothers and they merged it, I can't remember the name of the network, but it was profitable. And it was the um, company that made all of your favorite 90s shows like Moesha and oh, uh, Moesha. Smart Guy. And like, just like a ton of really great shows that had a bunch, like black families at like the center. Mm-hmm. I think even maybe Sister Sister as well, but that one could be wrong. Sister Sister might've been Disney. Um, and then they merged, they became the CW and then they started catering more towards like the white teen audience. What? And now they've never been profitable. And like, uh, there imagine, we go. That's oh, it. Fuck. Imagine a Moesha like re, like, I don't know, like a restart or whatever. A reboot of Moesha? Yeah, 1000%. If you're going to remake shows. I feel like you... I, Brandy would probably would never do it. And I think Brandy made that fucking show. Oh yeah. But you could do. I mean, you just, it wouldn't be, just make another Moesha that isn't Moesha. Different title character. Man, that show was so fucking You know, there's a lot of really great type of shows from the 90s that we have lost. That was one of those shows that I definitely shouldn't have been watching as a child. (laughs) And I was like, should I, should I be watching this? Like, I mean, it was geared towards teens. It was fine. It was teens, but I was like, I had to have been like, maybe nine. (laughs) fine that's not that that's only a couple years like she was having questions like i remember she was having like questions about like sex with q and i was like what (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) except we had time traveler's wife 2.0 like that's what i'm saying like this is what we're getting now instead come on disgusting am i gonna hate watch time traveler's wife no don't even don't Don't. (laughs) just don't give it the numbers nat let's move into your list yeah mine's um probably quite similar to Steph's. I think we have a very similar vibe. I agree with everything Steph said. Um, I obviously in the first one I kept thinking of immediately, which I'm sure you're going to talk about, Christina, was Styles and Derek from Teen Wolf. <laughs> you know I'm going to talk about it. You know I'm going to talk Let's not spend too much time on it because I'm going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I'll leave that for you. I just, I just, <laughs> my piece is that like, Literally, I watched Teen Wolf up until it was not feasible for them to be, be together. Yeah. And then I left. I was like, fuck this. Especially because they did have gay characters on that show. And I was like, how dare you? Didn't they so have gay twins? They had like gay twins. 
Yes, they did. And have also, gay twins. you could do gay twins, but you can't do this. How dare they're not even the two main characters? They could have done this. Anyway, whatever. We're gonna, we're gonna move on from that. <laughs> we'll talk there. about that later. <laughs> um, another couple that I feel like is really obvious <laughs> and everyone talks about is Steve and Bucky. Like, come on. <laughs> Let's, yeah. yeah, like that. Like even like even when you're watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, the vibes you get from Bucky are full gay. <laughs> it's so weird. Not weird. We know exactly why they did it. They're cowards. Um, yeah. But it was so weird for them to have and spoilers, whatever. At this point, it's been a couple years yeah. to have Captain America decide to go back to the past and stay there to be with Peggy Carter after giving right. up his entire life. To save Bucky. Like, it just doesn't make a lick of sense. It makes no sense at all. I think what we're seeing here is internalized homophobia. (laughs) And I think. (laughs) I mean, is it even internalized? Like, the Russo brothers are not queer. I was trying to make it it about Steve Rogers. He's like, yes, I'd do anything for my friend. But I love Peggy. And I'm like, do you love Peggy? Or do you love pegging? Is the question. Hear me out. He could love both. I don't think he didn't not love Peggy. I just think he loved Bucky more. Here's a thought, though. Why do people not make a show or, like, a movie and just assume any character could be... What's... Not bisexual. What's the one that's anything? Pansexual. I mean, bisexual works well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bisexual or pansexual. Like, that should be the assumption from minute one. Like, that's where you need to go from. And I think this is where, like, worldviews are a huge thing. Because, like, when I go in, I'm like, yes, anyone, anything... Honestly, like, please, please. Um, which actually brings me to my next obvious, I feel like obvious couple. Again, another like Disney owned one, but <laughs> the throuple that should have been Ray, Finn, oh. Poe. I don't care. Yeah. It should have been canon. Yeah. In fact, I believe even people, even the actors said should it, it should have been canon. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> even, I, I mean- believe even people that were working with Star Wars like the newer Star Wars movies were like yeah that should have been canon even probably what's his name Ryan Johnson said it should have been canon you know what yeah. he would have made it canon he would have fucking Mark Hamill too chimed in for some reason and all yes let me tell you something and I'm gonna say this right now because I fucking can't stand them I can't stand them fucking people out there Raylo shippers whatever the fuck go away Stop Steph it. is one of them. Steph but listen, it's but listen. They have no chemistry. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not very like. She's like, oh, it's enemies to lovers. No, no, no. I'm not listen. defending this. But I'm saying I'm like I I believe in your throuple. You know why? Because they live in fucking space. Do you think they give a shit? No, not anyway. yeah. well, and they had throuple vibes the whole time. The whole time. The I think the actors time. were fighting against the script internally. I, they were like, I just want to make out with all of you. <laughs> And like, I yeah. It also, it helps that Oscar Isaac has chemistry with anyone mm-hmm. who loves that. Literally, yes. But also, oh, genuinely, wow. I think that that whole fucking Kylo Ren, Podom, like that whole thing that they did, um, the re or and Ray, the whole reason that existed to me is because of the number of people that were like, make the thruple happen. I think they actively were like, oh my god, people think it's gay. And then J.J. Abrams stepped in and was like, we got to tell you it's really not gay. And I'm like, Yeah, oh. and so we'll put them together. And you're like, oh, so you made it worse. She's a Palpatine yeah. and this is what's happening. I'm so mad. I did, it's just... Oh. Anyway, <laughs> I, I I just rewatched all of Star Wars again because like I'm a masochist apparently. And I, at the end, was enraged once again. Like, it's just... 
It's infuriating. It's infuriating. I, I fucking hate J.J. Abrams now. So I guess that's a thing. <laughs> if it helps, I hated him from the beginning. Join me in this club because I'm just going to step in for a second. Also unrelated, the man ruined the Star Trek movies. And I'm pissed about that. I'm pissed about it because he didn't even like Star Trek. And he signed on to make the new movies just so he could make Star Wars. And then he made it bad. So fuck off. Go ahead. Wait, did J.J. Abrams also do Loki? TV show probably, right? No, he didn't, did he? Oh, no, I don't know. Sure. I think it, I think that's a oh, I'm, written I'm show. getting confused between Star Wars and Marvel. Well, but then also Loki not making out with one man obscene during obscene. that TV show. The fact that they have that like one little throwaway line of like, oh, you know, princesses and princes. Fuck off. We know. Like it, you don't get points for that anyway. Nat, please continue. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On the topic of Eliza Dishku, my other obvious one is Faith and Buffy should have been making yeah. up. But we all know Joss Whedon is a fucking tool and would have never allowed it to happen, even though it should have been canon. And he did agree that it should have been canon and then decided to go with Willow and Tara instead. But then, quite frankly, based on everything that's come out about him now and what we know about him now, I'm glad it's not because it would have been gross. Yeah, it would have been like in a gross way. Yeah, it's almost like sometimes better that certain things don't happen. Um, I've got three more to list off. <laughs> Please do. We're killing it for time, though, so I we're good. Yeah. Okay, so my other one, I love this one so much. Close to my heart, Sam and Frodo. They should have been together. <laughs> From Lord of the Rings. Oh, Come duh. on. Yeah. I mean, like, Sam fucking would have died for Frodo. That was... A, they had a moment where they're like, their faces were all dirty and close together. They were so close to Mount Doom. And I was like, yeah, just make out. And then fucking Smeagol comes out of nowhere. And you're like, oh, God, this is not the kind of threesome I want. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that feels like another one. I don't think I need to say too much about that one. I think this one's been done to death. Everybody knows that they should have been together instead of Sam ending up with like Rose, whatever her face is, back in the Shire. No one cares. Genuinely could not tell you how Lord of the Rings ended. I've never seen it. I, I don't even think that part was in Lord of the Rings. It's just in the books. Um, but still, same same thing applies. Okay, my other two are cartoon anime based. Um, my favorites. This one would speak to Steph. Uh, it's an enemies to lover situation. Is it uh, Sailor Moon? <laughs> no, it's from Avatar The Last Airbender, Katara and Zuko. It actually was written in and they removed that storyline. So they should have ended up together. So there are parts where they're about to kind of get along. There's a whole scene where they're kind of building that relationship and then they removed it completely. <laughs> Do you know why it was removed? I think they just, I, I, I don't know. Like, I honestly don't know. I think they wanted Katara to end up with Aang in the end or something. Doesn't I don't she know. end up with a, a woman? That's Korra. That's Korra. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay, sorry. They're both, they're both <laughs> waterbenders, I, I say this, though. I haven't watched either one of them. <laughs> I, I watched one. Information. See, see, Korra, they did correctly. Yeah. It was simply correct. Right. Like, right, 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 right. Like, well, they the, did it correctly in the sense that once it turned into a web series, that's when they confirmed Exactly. That, because they were like, fuck off Nickelodeon. And we're like, all right, we're going to do what we want to do. And you know what? That's fair. And that is what I can respect. <laughs> um, and obviously, they've continued that in the comics as well. So for Katara and... Um, oh, my God. What's her name? Cora, you mean? Yeah, sorry. Cora and... Oh, my God. But certainly Asami. Sorry. Asami. Yeah, Korasami. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I know their ship name, like, it <laughs> rolls off my mind constantly. Um, but my last cartoon one, and I think is also quite a bit of an obvious one, if you've watched enough of Adventure Time, um, is Princess Bubblegum and Marceline the Vampire Queen. 
Um, they Ooh. have a great relationship. They start off kind of enemy-like in the cartoon, and then they become like really close friends. And they show like they have so many scenes. Like this is what I love about this cartoon. They have so many scenes on their own without the main characters in them. And they're just, like, doing their own thing. They're, like, watching movies together in bed, by the way, in bed together. Like, a little blanket over there. We don't know what's Romantic. happening under those covers. And I was like, oh, is this a children's show? What is this? <laughs> like, I'm confused. Um, but that, I believe. I mean, yes. They should have <laughs> ended up together. And in my mind, Pendleton Ward, the creator of the show, was like, yes, they are together. And that I vibe with. Also, I will say... Pendleton Ward created um, Steven Universe as well, which is a very, very queer show. So I think this was always meant to be queer and he wasn't able to do it until he established himself. I think, to be fair, I think that's been said at this point. Like, I've never watched Steven Universe, but I feel like a lot of yeah. people have been that it, it was as close to canon as, as could happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what? His, so Adventure Time and Steven Universe kind of paved the way for, like, the newer queer cartoons that are out now like Shira, like the new Shira, fucking amazing show i've i don't even know that i've watched avatar as many times as i've watched Shira. i've watched Shira like probably 10 times and it only came out in like the last what like three years and that's an insane amount for a cartoon <laughs> for me to watch it watch something new it's, it's so good the, <laughs> when i say there's multiple queer couples in this that that is good work Hey listeners, this is Natasha, and I'm just cutting in here with a little editor's note. Um, I did go back and Google Marceline and Princess Bubblegum because it was niggling in the back of my mind. And I was like, I swear to God, even though I said it was a ship that never sailed, it might have actually sailed. And I was correct in trusting that judgment because it did happen at the end of the full 10 seasons of Adventure Time. I just completely forgot about it. Much like Korosami, Princess Bubblegum and Marceline did kiss at the end, therefore confirming their relationship. So this was a lie. Uh, ignore that whole last part. Thanks. Yeah, it would have been nice to not have to read fan fiction to get the queer stories that we wanted. Like, it would have been nice if they were mm-hmm. straight up. Um but I don't know that I would be that much different personally. <laughs> yeah, but I'm. I, yeah, I feel like our generation is like pretty open. But then I'm like, maybe there, it's not. And it's, I, it's not as much as you think it would be because yeah. I find that when I look at like younger generations, specifically, obviously Gen Z, I find that there's more of an openness that like, I'm not not that I'm jealous of, but like that I wish was possible when I was younger and I wish like I had come into understanding who I am as a person much earlier because of the media I was seeing which I feel like they do have to their advantage and you know what I'm happy for them I'm glad that's a thing and obviously it's gonna get better over time but it's just like when I think about like how it took me until my 20s to figure out that I was queer like it was everything kind of lined up in my life where I was like oh that makes sense now (laughs) it checks (laughs) out (laughs) I think for me, I mean, I knew I was queer very young. I had a very queer, like, clear understanding of that. But because of being young, I was exposed to a lot of things on the internet while trying to learn more about that and figure that out that I probably shouldn't have been as a child. And while I have no regrets about who I am now, like, I can acknowledge it. Like, as a child, those spaces are not safe for you. They're not meant for you. They're meant for Mm -hmm. adults. So to be, you know, 11 years old and to be in deep on like very explicit adults, 
queer sites, usually ones that are based around TV shows, because I was just like the easiest thing. Again, we talk about like Bring It On and stuff like that, like stuff we saw as kids that were like weird sexual awakenings. Mm -hmm. Um, It would have been better for me as a child to not have been exposed to that. But I was, you know, and I, I as an adult, I'm glad that kids hopefully have more safer spaces to come to an understanding or realize their queerness. Agreed. Ideally, without it having to be not unsafe, but maybe unsafe. I don't know. I don't know what the right word is there. Almost like secret and shameful. And like, I like, honestly, if I'm being honest, like there are times where I still struggle with my identity because it's like, like there's like this whole like other part of me that's like, oh, I should be looking for like traditional family values. Like this is like still something that's ingrained in me, which is crazy to think about. But I struggle with it all the time where I'm like, when people talk about like being with men and like having a family, there's almost like, it's not like a yearning, but it's something that I think is deeply ingrained in is it like conditioned yeah and i talk about this a lot and like yeah and then it's something that i find that like i feel guilty about all the time too because then i think about my mom and obviously my mom has come to terms with the fact that i'm not going to have like a biological family for any reason i don't feel that it's necessary and i don't think it's a mark of success in any way um but it's something that i still think about and i feel guilty about all the time that i'm just like why do i feel guilty about this like oh i've thought about particularly in the last year i'm like do you uh, in my i'm like do you actually want to get married and like have a family or like have you been conditioned to think that is what you need to do as a woman and like i don't know the answer to that i think as a counterpoint to what i was just talking about is like having found a lot of myself on the internet just like being a kid that was in a house alone because my there's such a big age separation between me and my brother and we grew up in different houses basically because my parents are separated so it's just me and my mom so I spent a lot of my time on the internet I didn't live in the same city that I went to school in so I didn't really see my friends a lot like I grew up on the internet and so the spaces that I was in were on there and for all the reasons that those were spaces that were occasionally way too adult for me there were also things where they were so much more than the circle I would have been around if I had only ever interacted with people local to me. There are so many more things that I got to learn and understand as a younger person. So for Mm -hmm. me, I don't, as an adult, it's less coming to base with the idea of queerness. Like I'm queer, I'm happy with it. I've always identified as like buyer pan. I've never really cared about the label of it. I don't, like I'm good. What's interesting as an adult is it's less guilt, but more trying to now come to the idea of not possibly wanting to be with anyone ever and having to deal with the conditioning of but you're supposed to want a person for life mm-hmm. like i'm good with the no kids thing i have no guilt over that my mother has come to terms with it <laughs> we had that conversation very early on she understands it's not gonna happen if she gets a godchild at any point she's, to- she's been told to love them like a grandchild because that's it um But now, as an adult, it's the idea of, like, I like my life and I don't have the desire to be with someone. But sometimes we'll be having conversations where people are, like, talking about their experiences on Hinge or talking about dating. Or now we just have more friends that are getting married and in really long-term committed relationships. And there's this part of me that's, like, questioning my own ideas of, like, do I actually not want that should i want that like i don't even know sometimes how i feel except i do i know i don't want it but then i feel like isolated somehow through it no i totally get that because like even like when i'm on hinge it's out of like this weird compulsion that like oh am i supposed to find somebody now like it's 
it doesn't even make sense like half the time but the thing is i'm not really going on there to do that i'm essentially gamifying my personal <laughs> life which is such a stupid sad thing that like like dating apps have done to me basically where i'm like oh let me just swipe here swipe there but like Every time I go on, it's out of this weird compulsion of like, oh, everybody's dating. Should I be dating? Like, it's never if I am isolated on my own and I don't hear about anybody else dating. I never think about dating. Never. That's so true. (laughs) Yeah. People be like, have you gone on a date this year? And I'm like, no. And they're like, why not? And I'm like, I don't know. Why not? I don't know. (laughs) I just just have it. But why, then, why would I ruin a good thing? <laughs> but then I go on Hinge and I'm immediately annoyed that I have to fucking respond back to these people. And then, but then I'm like, but if you set me up on like a blind date, I would 100% go. Like, no problem. Like, I would go. I There's no effort on my part. I just, like, that's <laughs> fine. But like Hinge um, or like a dating app, I'm like, I can't do it. What is the psychology behind this? And it's also like, I can't give a definitive like, answer if I want kids or Are not. Are all like, three of us similar in this mindset? Or is it everyone and we're all, everybody else is just lying? Like, this is my question. But also it's like... I, as an adult, I've had to really struggle with the idea that like... I, I don't think it's everyone. I, I, ha- I want to be reasonable that like my worldview is not everyone's worldview. Right. But I do think it's way more people than they realize. Like, I think a lot of people get in this situation where they don't question what we're talking about. I'm sure Steph's other friend group, if they spend oh. enough time with us, would start to question some things. about. No, they wouldn't decisions. because I'm I've been the same way. I was like, I don't I from day one. I was like, I don't know if I like want kids or like, like, I don't know. I, I can't give you a different, but they, two of them, 100% know immediately. They're like, oh, yeah, I want kids. I want to get married. I want that house in the suburbs with the 2.5 dogs. They knew that, that immediately. Like, they that never like, thought any well, differently. Sorry, did you say 2.5 dogs? Yeah, <laughs> 2.5 dogs. 2.5 kids. But they all, <laughs> but they always knew that. And I was like, I wish I was so like. But I, I, I think, though, if they've never questioned that. Like, yeah. is that actually how they feel or are they just comfortable with that's what's expected of them? And maybe they might question something different if they were exposed to it. Maybe not. I do think there are some people that want that. There are some people that I know that say they got married and I'm like, yeah, I get that. You seem like someone that would do really well in like a family unit. I This makes a lot of sense for you. And then there are other people that I know that if they got married, I'd be like, mm, I think you should be alone. <laughs> there, It's only I've only ever encountered and this is like... <laughs> really dramatic to say maybe two or three couples that i saw together that i was yeah. like you guys make sense i can see why you got married but like everyone else i'm always questioning i'm like why but then it's like the idea like you didn't we we as women we're getting like real deep but i'm like you don't need to get married anymore because you don't need a man to sign a bank account you don't need yeah. a man to have money like you are doing it purely for like the love of this other person and like maybe benefits <laughs> And that's it. So then I'm like, and then someone said it was like, this is the first time in history we don't have to get married because we can be self-sufficient. I'm like, that's crazy to think about. But I think there's still so many people that are still getting married when they don't actually have to. And the thing is, I've said before, you know, you know, my secret untitled document, my Excel doc. It's untitled sitting there. Your your wedding guests. My wedding guests. (laughs) I have. I I literally have a wedding, obviously. (laughs) You're, you're, aren't you like, aren't you the one that's going to like, uh, oh shit, or, yeah, I'm officiating. <laughs> you're forgot. Officiating. <laughs> Which will be f- fucking hilarious. Anyway, I have this what thing, is? no person that I want to marry. And you would think it'd be kind of like, oh, you know, like the, the wedding Pinterest boards that people get together and they're just like, oh, I, this is like the dress I want to wear. I don't care. It's literally just a list of people that I'm close to and it's a party I'd want to throw. It's, I only care about the party part. I only care about the dress. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I would love to wear a gown for some reason and like get photographed yeah. in it. Like, I want a beautiful brown wedding to myself. 
Yeah. To be fair, these are all things we could do without getting married. I mean, the wedding, the party might be pretty expensive. Um, but someone was yeah, saying, they're like, if, you, if you're not married by like 30, I'm just saying, like, be like, why don't you throw a party for yourself? Like all your friends, yeah. you have spent so much money on your friends' bridal showers and their weddings and like you're 100%. never going to get that back. So like, why don't I you think, throw a massive party? I think 40, 40 is the year. I think one of the reasons, you should, I think one of the reasons I love birthdays, I mean, to be fair, I give a lot of credit to my mom, my mom was always pretty good at like making sure birthdays were a big thing, but I think one of the reasons I love them is that like, as an adult, I know I'm not going to have baby shower, I'm not going to have a wedding, those things aren't going to happen, and I know people in my life who that might also not happen for, so I love the idea of just celebrating another year, making it through, and like, one of the reasons I celebrate like work things for people a lot, not even just because like you work things are good because as capitalism has moved on, I've become less and less of believing that, but more it's cause, like you just deserve to celebrate things in your life that aren't related to yeah. being a wife and a mother or a spouse of any kind or a parent of any kind. Like you deserve to have other kinds of celebrations. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. One of my friends um who will remain unnamed on this podcast but you guys know her she's the one that's pregnant right now but like i find that her like the parties that like for her life events that she's had that i've been at have been very different from what i'm used to like when i go to like a wedding it's usually about like the bride and groom or like the bride and groom's mom and dad or whatever like their parents or whatever and like the baby shower is usually about the person but like the way she does things feels so and i think this is like really like (laughs) like Ever since I've known it, it's shook me to my core. She always makes it about everyone else. And that is such an interesting thing, like a way to go about it. Like even like her baby shower, like it was lovely. Obviously, it was about her. But she somehow made it about everyone else and their support of her and like how she wants to celebrate them. And honestly, I I did cry. I was like, (laughs) this is is the first baby shower I've ever cried at in my life. Does she not like being the center of attention? She does. Like, she's quite she's quite good at being the center of attention, yeah. but she's very gracious with it. And she's very, like, I don't... I mean, like, there's something, like, like emotionally intelligent about the way she is, but in this way that is, like, beneficial to everyone she's around. And you just... You can't help but, like, love that. Because it's, like, I want to be like that. Like, I want to be able to be, like, make it about everyone. Even her wedding was very similar. Like, it, obviously, bride and groom, but somehow it became about how everyone else is the person that supports her and makes her who she is. And Aww. yeah, like, honestly, like, it's it's insanity. Like, I to think about that dichotomy between, like, her being like, I'm not celebrating me, I'm celebrating everyone. And then to go to something where they're like, I'm celebrating me. And obviously, it's great to have something where you celebrate you. But like, it's just that one, that weird worldview thing, again, where you're like, wow. <laughs> but I wonder if that also feels super emotionally healthy, because I'm also sure that, like, there's a ton of these baby showers and weddings that I'm sure that we've been to where it it doesn't feel like the celebration is like, oh, two people are in love and they're making the commitment to be with each other forever because mm-hmm. you don't need a wedding for that. Yeah. You could just have a dinner party. You don't you could just tell people, hey, we've decided that we think this is it, you know, um, or because you've decided to have a kid. It, it, sometimes it feels like a celebration of I'm at this step in my life I'm supposed to be at. Like, I've, I'm, I'm checking off this box, and that's why yeah. everyone's here to give me presents as, like, a congratulations for that. And you can feel the difference sometimes, I think, versus people that you know that are, like, you're doing this for the right reasons. And I yes. think we probably, we probably just know so many people that have done these important things for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Well, I was like, if I ever got married or whatever, I was like, I don't want a wedding or, like, a shower or any of that stuff. Like, I don't care about that. 
But it's just like some people are like, oh, I need to have that because that's what expected of me. Well, like, here's the thing. Like, even from my perspective, if I ever got married, when I want to do those things, it's because I want to do it for a not like cultural reasons, but because I enjoy the cultural aspects of being with friends, being able to like have that party and not even for the wedding. Like, I literally anybody could get married. I'm like, yeah, let's go. (laughs) Let's do this. (laughs) It doesn't have to be me. I'm just like, I just like like the idea of having that party and being able to unite with the, the people I love in my life. And like, that's such a stupid, but like also a good reason, I guess. Not really so much about like the life moment, but more about like, having a reason or an excuse to, to see all your people. people yeah yeah there's something when you know people that you genuinely like and you have like a good group of friends any yeah. excuse to hang out is like a fun time yeah <laughs> especially when it gets harder and harder and i think that like there's something about like me wanting to have like a very like brown cultural wedding that i'm like i want everybody to experience like yeah. those things that i love because <laughs> when would i get to experience that never Exactly, which is why I'm like, oh, I should just throw one for myself so everybody can know, experience it. I know quite a few people that will end up having brown weddings that I'm sure I'll be invited to. <laughs> it's gonna be but fun. Some of them, some of them shouldn't get married, and they will. But some of them really should, and it'll be fine. I just know a lot of people. <laughs> wow, we this went is, way off topic. Christina, what say, is your? <laughs> but we talked about relate. We talked about relationships. I honestly, I had a bit of teary eyes while we were talking. I was like, oh, this is so. This is such a. I mean, if we're thinking about it, other people must be thinking about it. Listen, it's about, but I think that's like one of the reasons I've always been such a big fan of fandom and how they're usually based on relationships is is stuff like this. Like, you don't, especially we were talking about the difference between like, not to be an old person, but like kids now versus when we were younger. This was not a conversation you just regularly had all the time. Absolutely not. Like, this is conversations that... We barely even happened online like you wouldn't even have the words to explain some of the things that we're talking about right now so like I, well yeah I'm you had surprised. the timeline to be like oh i would have a job and like be married with a house by 25 and you're like oh i can't afford anything <laughs> yeah then you turn 25 and i, I think just 25 house. everybody's like date they were like okay 25 i'm gonna have that house i'm gonna it was it was insane like i thought i was gonna have two homes like i thought i was gonna be living abroad and here. oh man like i had big dreams for myself True. and i was like jesus wh- what did i think i was gonna be doing <laughs> It's true. I'm like, what did I think? (laughs) One thing I've always appreciated about having very accessible goals for myself is that I'm done. I never expected more than this. (laughs) To be fair, I probably didn't expect to own something. I probably didn't anticipate that, like, the concept of owning a house would be this horrendous. But I grew up kind of poor, and me and my mom had a house that ended up getting foreclosed on. So I realized that that wasn't possible for everyone. Um, And so we started renting when I was, like, a teenager. And so I was able to understand all I want is, like a decent job and financial security and to live alone and not have to deal with these other fucking people. So now but I have that. And be. people want me to move in with some random person? People want like, me to move in like, with someone? No. I tried 24 years to get out of that and I did. Goal achieved. <laughs> but like, why is it so hard for a single person to own something? Like that to me pisses me off immediately. See, this is again part of this whole yeah. like societal expectation. You need like, a when, partner. You know, this is this is a sign of like how old we are now too. Every time somebody tells me that they've bought a house or somebody I know has bought a house, I'm like, did they get their parents' help? A, exactly. Did their parents co-sign? Do they have a partner they co-sign with? If they ever do it on their own, I'm like, how did they do it? I need to know. (laughs) And if they're a man, it does not count. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. But the answer is usually their parents helped. Yeah. That's always that. Like if I needed to buy something, it would be co-signed. 
with my parents yeah. because like how yeah, else would you'd i do have it to. they, they have feel to. bad my parents feel bad for me they're like oh they finally they finally like got into it. they're like oh stephanie literally can't buy anything by herself and i was like yeah it doesn't matter how big my down payment is i will never be able to do it by myself ah <sighs> bleak time what okay, but why don't we see that on tv <laughs> where's the people That's having like, the conversation I, listen we've had this conversation before this is why we need more tv shows with characters that are just like slightly older than teenagers so it's just like yeah. i want teens to have their tv they should but can you please start making some television about just like mid-20s mid-30s like there's just a chunk of time that i feel like the only tv show that i know of is like insecure and it's excellent <laughs> And, like, just, um, like, imagine a TV show where they're having a conversation about, like, how to deal with stocks. I'd be like, oh. Like, put that in a yeah, fun situation. I'd probably understand it fucking better. Yeah. I'd be like, like, do you have a pension? Or, or, or RSP? <laughs> the number yeah. of times we have a conversation where, like, the only because, like, we all have jobs where they give us stocks of some kind now. So we're having conversations with ourselves where it's, I don't even know, even know what the word for it. Like, one of us will be explaining to everyone else how it works. But even the one of us doesn't know. It's like, this is my best guess. And we're just like all fumbling around in the dark together. But like, thank God we have each other. Because otherwise, there are so many things in my life. I can't ask my parents. They don't fucking know. My parents don't understand socks. They don't have jobs where they get socks. They don't understand that. And I had to go to them and be like, oh, explain this. They have no idea what the fuck I would be talking about. I explained to my mother how her RSP works. Okay, I have an immigrant parents. So my dad was like this information from <laughs> my dad was like what do you mean you don't get to keep your stocks from your old job and i was like they go away i was like i don't get to keep them <laughs> i have people, to sell them those people had wild benefits sometimes when you hear old people talk that like insane like you could have worked at ibm and you could still have those ibm stocks years yeah. later because they came with you this is not what the show's about this episode is about <laughs> relationships that never happened Lots of queerness. I don't even know if I should get into what I was going to talk about. I mean, do it. We have to talk about Styles and uh, Derek. Um, but all that to say, Teen Wolf. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I knew I, a new fandom was going to be a big part of this conversation. Because the reason that I thought of Teen Wolf when I was trying to come up with a couple for this is because Teen Wolf was starting, I want to say, as I was just, I was a Tumblr girl I think Glee was either ending or it was like, it was going downhill fast, Mm -hmm. going downhill fast. And uh, I was big in the Glee fandom. I was, I'm going to brag a little bit. I was a recognizable name in the Glee fandom. Thank you very much. (laughs) I ran a very popular ships fan page with some friends that I still have to this day. Um, But it was a canon ship because Glee had gay characters. Um, And I was looking for something new and Teen Wolf was coming up. And I want to tell you, this was like 2011 and the graphics and the fan videos for Teen Wolf. I genuinely thought that Styles and Derek were an actual couple on the show. And I was like <laughs> surprised because when Glee had like an openly gay character who then started like an openly gay relationship, it was a big deal. So for Teen Wolf to come around, it was one of those things where it seemed possible, but still seemed like significant. 
still seemed really early. And so I would be on Tumblr and there would be all these gifts of these characters named Styles and Derek, like one of them pushing the other one against lockers and yep. they'd be kissing. And yes, aggressive. they were fan edits. It was very aggressive. They were fan but it was edits. Like, oh, there's so many fan edits. Like, oh, but, yes, thing, was, but they always take like a really real clip where there damn. is sexual tension they for do, sure. Like, let me tell you something. The one thing about the Teen Wolf community, the fan edits were excellent. And if you went back now and you looked at them, I'm sure they looked like shit. But in 2011, they looked amazing. I genuinely thought this was a real couple. And what did not help is that the actors and the like show itself played into this a ton so when after season one ended and teen wolf was up for like teen choice awards the actors for tyler for styles and Derek like did this weird thing where they were on like a boat together and they were like cuddled up and like styles was holding his leg and they were like vote for us for best couple i genuinely thought this was like a canon relationship and i was like oh my god i have to watch teen wolf And I was so confused. I watched all of season one being like, wait, so they're not together? Like, this is a fake relationship? And here is why I shouldn't have been confused. Because one thing that fandom, and I'm going to say, I'm calling this out as one of them, girls on the internet love, is to take their sad white boy... Okay, and pair him up with a funny white boy. And it doesn't matter if those two characters have never interacted in the world. They're the couple. People just take their two favorite characters and their two favorite characters are always sad white boy and sarcastic white boy. And then that's a couple now. And if if you've been in fandom long enough, you fucking know I'm right. And sometimes there's little changes. Sometimes there aren't two white boys to pair together. So fucking Kylo... Uh, Regalo or whatever is the most popular ship, okay? Because people go, oh, no, no, no. There's not another white boy for us to pair him with. So we'll pair him with the main female character. Like, that is how fandom works. And that is 1,000% what happened with Styles and Derek. However, however, while I believe that these two people would have been shipped together no matter what, you cannot deny that the actors had a certain level of chemistry that really makes the possibility of a relationship between the two of them work really well. Do we think and they then, actually fucked, though? Probably not. In real life? I don't oh, think yeah. Dylan O'Brien is that interesting. Oh. I could see it for Tyler Hecklin. And I, I like Dylan O'Brien. I could, yeah, Tyler O'Hecklin has a... Even though in the show, Styles is the one that gives off the bi vibes, like, there is something away the, the, about the way that Styles is written that reads as bi. It, even if they've never intended it, that is what feels... That's what Styles' character feels like. Tyler Hecklin, real life, feels like he'd be down to do some queer shit. And, and I think that's the difference. Dylan O'Brien in real life, I, either way, you could tell me he has, I believe you could tell me he hasn't, whatever. Tyler Hecklin, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's happened, you know? Uh, very much in the, like, Robert Sheehan vibe, which you talked about before as well, where, like, you look at him and, like, he didn't need to tell the world. But no curly hair, once. which is an interesting... <laughs> no curly hair, but his face is so pretty. Here, yeah, I am so in love is, with the way Tyler Hecklin looks. It, it, also doesn't hurt that his butt is he's got baseball butt his ass (laughs) is how i learned what baseball butt was he's so good looking like he also let's be real season one teen wolf styles and Derek. Derek really carried the attractiveness because season one styles in teen wolf is not attractive he looks like a small baby and he was a small baby yeah he was and to be fair in season one protective i mean he was 19 probably 20 probably 21-ish, but, and to be fair, we were also small babies, 
But like looking back on him now, no, he looked too young. Tyler Hecklin's character was, was like 24 at that point. Maybe, maybe a little younger, something like that. But Tyler Hecklin still looks good as an adult. You can look back at his 24-year-old self and like he looked like a grown man. Styles didn't look like a grown man until his hair started coming in. <laughs> he has like a baby head when he's bald. It's not a great look. So Tyler Hecklin was doing a lot of the work like visually, whereas Styles was doing a lot of the work in the entertainment factor of yeah, that relationship. Acting-wise. <laughs> and I watched that show for so many seasons thinking like, I was with people. I was like, surely they're going to make this happen. Especially when they ended up having so many canon gay characters. Like, even from season one, they had, um, oh, I feel bad. I can't remember his name anymore. Danny. Danny, who's like a side character who's openly gay. Um, I can't and- remember who that is. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, and they talk about how, like, they wanted the show to not have any kind of homophobia. But, like, then way more people would be gay, let's be honest. Like, more people would be out if you lived in a world without homophobia. Styles would have made out with Derek. He would have had a crush on him. It's insane that you suggest that's not what's happened here. Um, so they had that. And then, like, they brought in the twins. And both of the twins were gay. But one of them was, like, or, like, both of the twins are I think queer, one was one bi. Was, yeah. yeah. But, like, Ethan, I think, was gay and ended up with Danny. And they had a whole sex scene. I remember this specifically. Eaton, uh, Ethan, like, licked a nipple on Danny. And her being like, wow, that happened on TV, huh? Like, we were shook. So I really <laughs> thought maybe at some point they would have done something there. And they didn't. And I think the show was infinitely worse for it. Because that couple, like, I understood the dynamic and the way that they were written in fan fiction, except for a couple areas. Fan fiction can be super problematic, of course. But there's a lot of really good fan fiction out there that really understood their dynamic as, like, just good. Like, there was something to the whole, you know, Derek as sad, but not that he's inherently a sad person, but that super sad things happen to him, so he's traumatized. And, like, Styles as someone who had the ability to be, like, not coddling him but also just like super open with him so like they kind of saw each other in a different way and it was just like people wrote some really good shit that made me really mad that that show that that couple was not real (laughs) to this day that is like people talk about people talk about queer baiting a lot and i think people are often misusing the term sometimes we see things that aren't there as quibble, and I don't think that that's like our fault. It's like that's what you do because you are looking for relationships that look like the ones you want to have, or you have the ability to see things that other people don't because you can, in your mind, anyone can be queer of any kind. But Teen Wolf and Supernatural are the two that were like, no, you made money off of the fact that people thought these characters were queer. Like you banked on it and then you never, you never signed the check that you wrote, okay? And you needed to. <laughs> So I feel I still feel very strongly about that. To this day, I, I wish I could explain to you how much I genuinely thought that the scene where Derek pushes Styles up against Locker ended with them making out because of the fan edits I saw where that's what happened. It's literally anytime you Google Styles and Derek together, that's the scene that they show. Oh yeah, because that was but also because one thing that doesn't get talked about a lot, the whole first season that the whole thing that launched relationship, they have like four scenes together. Yeah. It's they a have total of like barely six any. Yeah. They're not like that's another thing too. Some so often these characters do not interact with people. And th- I think that's why people can like it, because when they don't interact, you can put whatever you want onto it. 
that's why like a lot of times when people's favorite characters are like side characters and that they freak out and they lose their minds over them i'm like you don't want them to be a main character because you wouldn't love them if they were it's the fact that they're a nothing character that you can love them the way that you do because they can be anything that you want and the styles and Derek relationship was that when you consider even by the end of the show they don't have a lot of scenes together. There's probably more hours of interviews with Tyler Hecklin and Dylan O'Brien together talking about the fake relationship that didn't exist in the show than there are of them actually together in the show. There's an episode later on where Dylan, where Styles' character is hanging out with a de-aged version of Derek because some kind of spell hit on him and he becomes like eight, 17 or something like that for a day. Um, and Styles is the one that's like keeping him in the house and like trying to give him a place to stay, but also figure out how to fix it. They, he probably spends more time with de-aged Derek than he does with the adult Derek throughout the entire run of that show in one single episode. You know what I keep thinking also now that you've said like the blank slate thing, I feel like a lot of fans probably insert themselves as Styles because he's the funny down to earth dude and everybody fucking loves Derek because he's the broody hot guy. Absolutely. No, to be fair, Styles was the Ray from Star Wars. Styles was the self insert character. And like, that's why he was never supposed to be magical. He was always supposed to be who you thought you would be. And like, that's what it is a lot of the times in these kinds of things. Um, people just, I, I get it. I, you know, I get it because I've done it and I've been in these fandoms. Yeah. But listen, I was talking about Umbrella Academy all the time. Do you think that Ben would be a main character in season three if his initial character in season one hadn't been someone that you could project absolutely everything you wanted Ben to be on, plus the addition of Justin Men just Justin Min just being like cute as hell? Like it, it's Justin Min's personality without actually having to have any character traits that created that character to be as much as everyone loved him. And now it's honestly a really good thing for the show that they're creating an entirely separate character who grew up in a different universe because otherwise people would get mad. They'd be like, that's not how I see Ben. How could you possibly write him that way? And it'll be like, no, you don't have to worry about it. It's a different universe version because that's what so many people end up being like. And even I've done that. The way that Derek is written by the end of Teen Wolf he could have been so much better. Also, to this day, me, I'm going to be honest with you, justice for Derek. That show, <laughs> the people in that show were so, his whole family burned to the ground. He was essentially molested by someone who was significantly older than him, manipulated him, and then killed his entire family. And that show had no sympathy for him. Those characters were mean. They shit. showed him as a baddie for the longest time. And I yeah. was like, there is nothing wrong with this man. Bro, every single person in his family is dead. And he considers himself to be responsible for all of those deaths. The only one who lived was his uncle, and his uncle was evil. I, justice for Derek, justice for Tyler Hecklin and his beautiful little face, justice for that one season in season four where he wore a red sweater that had thumb holes. And he was going <laughs> a little bit crazy, and he threatened to set Chris on fire because I was like, honestly, set him on fire. He's a hunter. His sister's the one that killed your family. Uh, if he had killed that man, I would not have blamed him, okay? I absolutely would have been one of those fucking I'm not getting over girls. these thumbhole sweater. Like, that's a choice. Oh, oh, hold on. Let me see if I can find this picture because let me tell you something. If the picture of his ass in Superman isn't enough for you, him 
unhinged in this cozy red sweater launched a thousand fanfics launched a thousand fanfics raging but comfy as fuck <laughs> oh no he looks so comfy all i can think is that person who made that tumblr edit is now like an, an editor on netflix <laughs> and that was their submission <laughs> for for a, a full-time Listen, position I'm telling, you, I'm telling you it was very well done <laughs> that's what i'm saying like that person is probably super famous in the legit movie editing tv world <laughs> Do you have any other couples for your Christina thing? is an ass man. <laughs> you, I, I told you at the beginning, I couldn't end up, like, first of all, I respect the rules of the show, of this, yeah, the show that we put on here, and I picked one thing. And somehow you went longer than both of me. <laughs> Earlier on, you were like, oh, we're doing great for time, and I was like, babes, don't worry. Don't worry. We were I'm doing gonna, so great for time. Yeah, we, and I was like, I'm going to smash right through that, because I already know that I've got a lot to say about this. Um, so I'm not going to bring up any others. I Here's the thing. I know that there are others, but where I am at this stage of my life, I definitely am realizing I spend more time on shows that are willing to actually show off queer characters. And so I don't spend a lot of time on the ships that never were anymore. I When I was looking at the stuff that I've watched recently, you know, the closest one I could think of is, and I've talked about this a lot, The Magicians, but even in The Magicians, it was a relationship that happened, so... Oh, that's a beautiful ending. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can reach out to us on Instagram and on Twitter at EatsCast with your ships that never sailed. If you can remember any from books, please talk to us. Because the closest I got was Harry and Hermione. And I'm not talking about Harry Potter anymore as an adult. That's a ship that has sailed. Goodbye. Um, so let us know. You can also drop us a note on Anchor, which a couple of our fans do fairly regularly. Fans fans I, we have to call them fans because it, we had our number one fans we took like i said we took a little impromptu break near the end of the year last year and we came back because the people asked for us it's true they said where are my new episodes of everyone and their sister and we like the benevolent rulers we are came back and we said here you are here's an episode about publishing and now we've done <laughs> this thanks so much for listening uh, and we will, you will hear from us next week when we talk about something that I've already forgotten. Bye. 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 Let me, let me rephrase that. You're not exactly hard to rope in.